Hey Skyfarers and welcome to AferCast, the Cowdron Overlords podcast, uh, where today on the show we're going to be talking to Patrick Carter uh, about his recent experiences at the GoldCon tournament in Australia, where he comes second. Uh, but before we do, uh, before we get into his list and his games, let's uh, meet the panel for tonight's show, get to know Patrick a little bit better and have a little chat about the news. So uh, we have our ever faithful uniter of the Duarden, our very own Grombindrel, uh, Duarden Max, Max Bowman. Hi, guys. And uh, you know him, you love him. Uh, he's our funder from Down Under. Gunnery Sergeant Alexander Cron. Hey, e- evening, after morning, whatever. <laughs> Wherever you are. <laughs> and uh, custodian for our Sky Wardens and uh, Grand uh, Lord Magnate of Barrack Zorn at the moment. Adeptus exactly. Master. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? And uh, last but not least, because he's the man of the hour and pilot of our Brigade is that the right word of gun haulers for t- for tonight's fleet? Patrick Carter. I thought I'd get a better title than that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, you had three gun haulers in your list, so that's why. Well, that'll, that'll I'll do something related to that. I'd like try yeah. and tie yeah, it yeah. in. Somehow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought, you know, just something cool, but that's fine. I'm okay with that. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's w- Welcome, everybody. How are we? We're, we're all good. Thank you. Yeah. And how are you? Yeah, good. Very good. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, I'm not going to lie. Literally five minutes ago, I was asleep. So this is, uh, and I'm kind of glad there isn't a. Ca- I'm kind of glad there isn't a camera on me because at the moment I'm in my pajamas. So this is this is this is going to be interesting. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> that's fine it's like cron is always like half awake every time yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> takes takes me a, takes me a bit to to get into it it's yeah fine. when you sit at seven in the morning i was like yeah it's all right that's fine um <laughs> we, <laughs> we could have delayed it we could have done yeah. it a, a couple of hours later oh well um so before we talk about the news uh patrick why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself since you haven't been on the show before how long um, you came Warhammer, Age of Sigma, KO, that sort of thing. Um, well, for Age of Sigma, I've only been, I've probably been playing for about three or four years now for Sigma. But before I used to play for play Sigma, I played Warhammer Forty K for like twenty something years. Um, but and you finished the light. Sorry, what army did you play? In Forty K. Yeah, all of it. Like I literally had. I literally had like every sub faction, everything else in 40k. I played all of it. I used to um, play it uh, very competitively. I even went to ETC for 40k, uh, representing Australia. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and then I also went to. I represented Queensland multiple times in ATC, which for those outside of Australia, it, for 40k anyway, it was um, the same thing as ETC. It was just the states within Australia and New Zealand. Um, so that was pretty good. Um, but then I went from I got sick and tired of 40k, and basically I didn't like 8th edition, and I really don't like 9th edition. Um, so I went and started playing Sigma, and Caradron Overlords was the first army I picked. Cool. It is just it is just the best looking army I think by far. <laughs> it's basically your only army. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. I just yeah. So I just went straight to uh, KO and started playing them. I played them when their their original book came out. 
like when they first dropped, and I literally started playing them just before they changed the Grunstock mortars. Oh, uh, so, you <laughs> so you couldn't get you survived. You survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bef- just before they got the the, uh, I could actually run ten mortars and all that sort of stuff. They changed it, so I started playing them then, and I sort of haven't turned back since. So yeah. I had to play them when they were at their worst, which was, uh, you know, interesting, but I still loved it, so, you know. And yeah. you have other armies besides KO? Uh, yeah, basically, I've got them, Fire Slayers, Stormcast, and the Hall of Destruction. Cool. Uh, the, only okay. thing I'm missing, the only thing I'm missing is the Sons of the Hemet, but they can wait. <laughs> <laughs> they can wait. Um, but yeah, cool. uh, that's, that's, that's what I've got, so yeah. So oh, just to clarify, uh, no elf armies. No, fuck no. Okay. I hate awesome. elves. I like every, every single fucking time GW decides to do something with elves, it always just end up being the most broken shit in the fucking face of the planet, and I hate it. So I just, they just, like, and it's just everything they do with elves. It's just... I'll just so see cool. myself out then. Okay. Uh, yeah. See you guys. Should, you should. Yeah, honestly, you fucking should. You should. You shouldn't see yourself out. We found a new Australian. Yeah, yeah. So it's just ever since then I've just yeah, I've like yeah, I I just hate elves. I fucking hate them so much. Um uh, nothing You've makes me the right place. Yeah, yeah, nothing makes yeah. me happier than wiping out an elf army. So um oh, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, other than that, um yeah, I've just been uh going around playing KO and stuff like that. I didn't play the, I didn't play them when they got re-released from the new battle time um, because at that stage everybody was jumping on board mm-hmm. and I was just getting sick and tired of everyone jumping on my ship you know other yeah. type of stuff. so I, I switched to uh, gloom spot there for a while and now I'm back now that everyone's sort of fucked off and picked another like you know the next shiny army I've jumped back on the ko boat so yeah cool yeah cool. Uh, hit the ground running by the looks of it yeah yeah, but yeah, well, yeah. There. Trust me, when you play them under the old tome and then you play them now, it's just like chalk and cheese, and it's just it makes things so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, just, uh, uh, I didn't remember the uh, Arkanaut gun lines. I, I, I know I wanted to play Carrion Overlords and never use any of the boats. That was yeah, my well, favorite part. Well, actually, I used all the boats under the old ba- battle tome: ironclads, frigates. And gun haulers. Even the gun haulers? Wow. Because wow. they were the only thing in the ba- old battle time that could actually take a punch because of the number of wounds they had. Everything else just went down like a, you know, like a bit of paper. So I needed, the... yeah, I, needed one, I needed a couple of things to be able to at least take a punch for like longer than a second. So that's why I took boats. And I basically used them as like living shields for my actual other units. Yeah. So I still yeah. missed three... I still miss 360 point ironclads. I'm not going to lie. Um, that, was, that was pretty dope, but I'm kind of hoping that comes back. But I don't think so. Um, I kind of miss ironclads buffing the fleet, like having all those signal oh, yeah. flags and doing yeah. stuff. That was flagship cool. special rule. That was awesome. Yeah. Very charismatic. Well, yeah. Well, I just well yeah well it's actually something that gave us to do in the hero phase rather than just stand there and put our thumbs and just go sweet man. All right. Please don't uh, use the chemist buff. Hero phase. War blading vortex. What do you mean? You're not we're going around in the hero phase. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, other than that, yeah, that was that's basically all. And lately with KO, all I've been doing is just um, building different types of lists and playing them. So, um, yeah, because I got 
mm-hmm. all these different lists for all the fleets and all that sort of stuff. So that's it's good. Cool. <laughs> right. Cool. So we're I mean we talk about some of those lists in a minute and the one you took uh, to the tournament, but before we do, let's have a little chat about the news. Mm-hmm. Um, so for once, I've actually prepared some stuff. Um, so let's talk about the FAQ. Oh yeah. Um, the, the long-awaited oh, yeah. FAQ finally came out. The great, and it delivered <laughs> by not delivering. <laughs> that was great so for KO. You, you remember oh, yeah. when we did the prediction show, and there was one viewer who got most points in the end in the quiz because he just chose all the current point values. Yeah, I think that might be yep. Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> yeah, Stephen. <laughs> well, well done. <laughs> you, you won. You won. Age of Sigma. He was in the uh, chat. Anyway. I don't know if he still is, because we were so, late. So we're not um, waiting for us to start. But. And I mean, before before Christmas, I predicted, well, maybe we won't get an FEQ this year. Maybe we won't. Oh, well, guess it? what? We didn't get any. It's just... I kind of knew that was going to I kind of thought that was going to happen, though, that we weren't going to get anything from the FAQ, uh-huh. as, far as, as far as things go. So. Yeah, I, I mean... I, I I, I, I thought for sure we would get like the ner- the the nerf bat would come out and just hit KO. I don't think they're gonna do that anymore. Like I don't think GW is gonna double tear jerk reaction to armies anymore. They start they kind of stopped doing it when it came to um, Feck and Slanesh. Once they dropped those two armies and basically ripped the asshole out of them to you know bring them all the way back. I don't think GW is going to go down the path of like extreme knee-jerk reactions into armies anymore because mm-hmm. they had a chance to do that before with Seraphon and all they did was tap up the, um, the Salamanders by a few points. They didn't do anything else. And if you were half smart and you looked at it, you knew Croak had to go up by heaps. Like you knew it. <laughs> Everybody I mean, it, there's yeah. things like... Uh, I mean, this is a whole other discussion, but other armies, they, they were struggling for two years and they still didn't do anything, so... Well, that's why I think yeah. they did the Broken Realms, because now they're just going to re-release new scrolls, new everything for factions now. So I wasn't mm. expecting much from F- the FAQ, because it's GW, they want you to pay for it. So mm. <laughs> if you want all these new rules, new abilities, you're going to have to pay for it for Broken Realms. Like now that they're releasing Techless, Night Haunt and all that stuff are going to basically pretty much be rewritten, or if not to the minimum, they're going to get new scrolls. So they're I don't know. I think Night Haunt and Feck and those people are just going to get like a battalion, and that's it. Yeah, well, I because don't know. Half, of, half of the book is like 12 Luminous units, and that's yeah, the whole book. They might get <laughs> that's already 12 War Scroll cards. That's like already this much of a book. I mean, Flashy Records, uh, Nurgle might get a new tome soon with, with the Tickler's book, just like Daughters of Cain and Slanesh are going to get yeah. theirs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're lucky, they'll be usable in games, unlike the city's faction that still is unplayable. Oh dear! <laughs> Bloody hell! Why didn't they FAQ that? Well, is it, is it elves? Idolaters. Uh, is it elves? Dar- dark elves. It's it's yeah. it's it's the it's the dark elf one. We you, don't you, talk you, about you, dark elf. When you se- when you select the the city, you lose the ability to make all your units have the city keyword, and you can't take any artifacts. You can't take any spells. You can't take any command trait. What's the point? <laughs> My my I, thing. What's the point in elf armies? Why are we wasting from. time talking about elves? Exactly. <laughs> Let's not talk about elves. Lee, take us through the FEQ. Right, so, <laughs> okay, so vet plates. They got an errata to work how everyone thought they probably should have worked. So that works 
just for the one phase now. For the no, no, shame. I was at minus 200 already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's been fixed. Uh, then they answered a question about uh, whether you can join, you go into the garrison of a ship if the ship is within three inches of an enemy unit, and the answer is no, which I thought was already kind of covered by the garrison rules. Yeah. I don't think that needed answering. Um, and then there's this uh, this bottom one that's kind of had the most discussion because it says, in a barrack Zilfin army, can an Arcanaut company unit from the Iron Sky Attack Squadron Battalion leave the garrison of an Arcanaut frigate using the Bold Privateer's ability after that Arcanaut frigate has been set up using the Fly High ability and there's always a breeze if you look for it footnote. And the answer is no. Um, so they've listed about six million different things there. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> which can actually be used in slightly different combinations as well. Um, and they just said no. So I think we kind of just have to take it for what it's literally saying. Was in that one scenario, mm. you can't do it. Um, it's and not reading through any uh, precedence for, for other things. Because we already knew that you cannot get out after fly high with that battalion. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you do it in the hero phase or not. Mm. Yeah. But if you start inside the ship, well, it you doesn't matter. If you always do it. fly high and then disembark if you use the hero phase. I mean, that's what I do with my funders and the ironclad. That's yeah. the whole trick of the cron deploy and destroy. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the question in the chat. Yeah, they are talking about in the hero phase so basically saying you can't get out of get out of the frigates in the hero phase with that uh battalion using yeah if you, if you use the that specific battalion ability mm -hmm. but in, in every other instance you can still get out in the hero phase no you can't well no you could you could the rules specifically says the movement phase so you can you could do move move get out it seems but, like yeah. a silly a silly FAQ to be honest, because does it really matter if ten Arcanauts get out of the in the hero phase? <laughs> like like are you are you gonna absolutely rickroll people into like its submission with ten Arcanauts? I don't understand. Well then they move five. four inches and then they use charge three D six. So that's I yeah. think that's an OP combination that they needed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> with with ten Arcanauts. I don't understand why that's such a bad thing to say no to, but anyway. Who knows? A very that's specific just, question. I think the reason they said no is because it it shouldn't work from a rules perspective because you're, you're getting a free movement like yeah. and, and the garrison rule says you can't get out in the hero phase it says you know, mm. there's no reason for them to answer it as a yes um yeah. what would be nicer if they listed like four or five different questions like yeah. like can you can you get out after fly high no can like can you um can you get out in the hero phase no um that sort of thing rather than but the battalion rules already state that you cannot get out. It's, it only allows you to get out after the move. That's the only benefit that yeah. battalion gives you. But people kept asking, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, okay. And that's the whole point. It's an F. The F stands for frequent. <laughs> so people kept asking it a lot. So frequently it was... asked stupid questions. Yes. Um... Well, about the points, um, maybe that's already a bit of news. We have seen today uh, the war scroll for the new Underworlds warband, the something Ravagers, a Chaos uh, warband. Yeah, and we can see a points value, and the points value is 125 
points. It is the first event we have ever seen in Age of Sigmar with a five-point step. Uh, either it's a misprint, totally possible for GW. <laughs> I mean, they printed the Night Haunt uh, points from 2017 in the FAQ or something. So yeah, They have fixed that now, though. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, or they are planning to better balance the game and move everything to like a five-point step, which for me explains a little bit why they said, okay, we're not going to do points now because we are already delayed on two battle tones, the Slanesh and the and the um, Daughters of Cain, plus Techless, which probably should have, without COVID, come out last year. And th those points are already in there with 10 points iteration. So we don't want to change like half of it and then rechange it back. So we're just going to not change anything and do it in summer. Maybe it's an explanation. It still doesn't explain why the communication was just bad. Like, and we might oh. see like the 125 or 35 in the next two battle tomes. Slash and maybe of Kane. maybe maybe but then, I don't know it was it was bad like saying oh yeah don't worry you'll get the biggest FAQ ever just wait <laughs> another month yeah screw you too yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things I'm really disappointed about is they haven't updated the base size chart this <laughs> made one change to it which was to <laughs> Nathan we love you they made a change to the uh, multi mushroom which is incorrect or the problem is the mushroom is on 65 mil, but they don't sell 65 mil bases. So the closest thing they, they said is 60 mil before it was 50, which was wrong. But if you take it seriously, like you need to shave off five millimeters from your model now. But then other bases, other, other endless spells, it says something like custom base or something. That's like, because the endless spell comes with a base. Like it's part of the model. Yeah. For so, example, like the the uh, runic firewall from Fireslays, the base is part of the model. So you and there's no exact basing for that. You just use the model. But for, from a KO perspective, they didn't add like the Endrum Master of Dirigible Suit. Um, and nope. updated it to say Endrum Master of Endrum Harness. I think on their homepage, like on the store, it still says uh, fifty millimeters. Yeah. So if you're if you're listening. It's a 40 mil base. Yeah, it's the one that he comes with. Yes, I will die on that hill. <laughs> Although, yeah. we've just seen, they with the Mork's Mighty Mushroom, they don't like necessary to uh, stick to what it comes with in the box, so... I don't know. They might, they might, um, you know, um, fix that. Yeah, so it's just a shame. That's just laziness, like not to update the base size chart. Yeah, Billy, we're disappointed. Billy the uh, intern. But I guess, I mean, they haven't got a massive incentive to do it because the only people that are really useful for is really old armies, which are obviously already on there, or mm -hmm. people doing conversions and like kit patches and stuff, which they want people to buy the model rather than do that. So. Yeah. Well, that, that being said, when I'm going to have my Fire Slayer army, I got a whole pack of bases of 25s for my. Uh... For my half guard, and I was like, "How the fuck am I supposed to work with this?" Yeah, I was like, "I'll use, I'll use, I'll use 25s if you want me to." But I mean, I don't think that's, uh, <laughs> I don't think that's people are going to appreciate that very much. But anyway, a lot of units could be made a lot better by dropping a base size. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, do you say that's half guard berserkers? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't think they need to drop down. You could attack from three ranks with 25. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. That was the best. I was like, I'll take it if I can use it, but I don't think it's going to be possible. But anyway. Yeah, yeah so that's a, a shame. But moving on from, you know, the lack of FAQ news and mm-hmm. sort of disappointing news to something a little bit more exciting, there's a new yes. model coming. It seems so. Yep, looks like it. It, it looks dope. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for this game. Scope on his on his skyhook. Yeah, so there's a few things about him. Like the skyhook is definitely not like a normal skyhook, like because it's got a scope. I'd, it's kind of like a cross between an Arconaut one and, and then like a a Skywarden or Andrew Mega one. But mm-hmm. then it's, it's got things like the scope. It's got like a little crank handle here, which you can't really see the red on red very well there, but oh well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, just like, I just like it that he looks like an actual pirate because he's wearing a coat and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Exactly. So, he has a coat. He has an Arcanaut saber, I think, uh, on yeah, his side. Yeah. He has the typical Dwarden Ancestor God belt. Yeah. Belt, but they all have, like, the dispossessed have the carry. They all still have that. That's he's, great. He's still... He looks like he's got a chemist backpack too. Yeah, that that scale he has on his back, we were theorizing a bit in the chat before what it is, because there's there's things on both sides. Uh, my personal theory is it's something to detect the presence of ghosts or like bad spirits or vampires or something, you know, yeah, something, like that. something like that. And he will just scope the shit out of vampires with that hook. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's very unique. It's not like any other backpack that carry models have got at the no. moment. So, and it's yeah, interesting. It's got this weird, like, again, I'm drawing red on red. So you can't see, but like this round bit at the top here is very strange. Yeah, you can see on the other picture, like behind his head. So it's it's some yeah, part yeah. of the backpack. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, he's one of eight heroes for the good guys. You know, um, we've seen a couple of others. So, yeah, I'm excited. Not just for that model, but oh, the game looks super dope. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, very dark, very horror vampire thing. I'm not not sure if it's child-suited. <laughs> but and the first models where we tease are just awesome looking. Yeah. That, that Witch Hunter, awesome. I think I'm talking about Witch Hunter. Oh, no, I've misplaced it. I've got a... <laughs> I just acquired the Grumbrandall Witch Hunter model from 2014. There's like the white dwarf witch hunter model with stakes and a hammer. I'm gonna make him <laughs> the, the one in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't have it here, I put it away. Yeah. A couple of people in the chat saying yeah, it's uh, basically Ghostbusters. It is, he is so Ghostbusters. He needs a chemist, uh, you know, Hoover thing to suck in ghosts and stuff. Or like a, a trap. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, no, it's cool. Well, I have a question. Yeah, I have a question. If because it's in placed in Sigma now, you wouldn't use a cross. What would you use to kill like to to ward a vampire away? Would you use like something like Galmaraz or something? Uh, like the, the comet thing, like yeah, twin tail comet icon. You yeah. can see the icon on the on the picture actually on the yeah. whatever that guy is. I think it's a lady, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like a, a woman. It'd be a yeah, card. in the in the bigger picture. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Very very exciting. Um, like, because KO wouldn't use a cross anyway, or like, <laughs> now they would. I, like, I, I don't, like, I just, I, I don't believe in you. You don't, yeah. you don't exist scientifically. Yeah. 
Yeah, he What's doesn't it? believe in Tim until he gets a sword in the back, and he's like, okay, I believe in you now. This is fine. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, they believe in stakes. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah, great. Cool. It'd be nice to see if we get a war scroll for him as well. Like if he. I believe so. The old ones did have. I mean, the yeah. the, the priest excels here, the doomseeker, Doom fire slayers, the the whole the chaos chaos people. Yeah. The dark well, I, w- I wonder if you could modify it because you know in the tone in the battle tone they discuss about um, Ko having their specific like modified thunderers that can fight night. Yeah. The, the black thunderers, yeah, that would be cool. E- E.g., the Ghostbusters, because they are one hundred percent Ghostbusters. They're my eyes. Yeah, I can't see them. They are the Mortal Realms version of Ghostbusters, basically. I just wonder Maybe. if they do something for Ko for that with vampires. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, like a whole unit. Because this uh, <laughs> this part of his backpack is kind of more like the power the power pack you get on like a a thunderer or a, like a skyrocket. Like the Arcanauts have a much smaller backpack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it could be a thunderer. Yeah, it's the the classic like Endrin light ether thing yeah. they all have on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah the I think. think it's what powers his weapons. Yeah. Cool. But, yep. yeah, so, Looking forward. Uh, let's uh, move on to some, the last bit of news, which is a big explosion of text. Um, I think I'll let you explain, Max. Okay. So, um, okay. put on your tinfoil hats. Uh, <laughs> that's White Dwarf. This is the White Dwarf from January. At the end, uh, we have a short story. And before that, we have an interview uh, with the author, Mr. David. Geimer, I hope I'm pronouncing this correct, who is uh, the author of the newest Gotrek books. So he knows his dwarves. And he says, oh, we're going to see a series of six short stories across the next six issues of White Dwarf, where there's a uh, mystical dwarf wanderer with white beard and white hair uh, helping out different Dwarden factions. Not just KO, not just Fireslayers, but Fireslayers KO, Dispossessed, Ironworld Arsenal, uh, someone who sounds a much like Gotrek, uh, so all the all the Dwarven people running around the mortal realms, which me, I personally, I was super excited about this. I'm a big Dwarf fan, uh, as you might know if you follow the show. <laughs> so uh, I read that story. The story, he's visiting Fire Slayers. He looks like a Fire Slayer, but just with white hair, which is very odd, and he stands out immediately, and he helps them uh, on their adventure. I'm not going to spoil the story for you. But what got me excited, he sings a little little song, which you can see here on the on the most left. Are you going to sing it for us, Max? No, I'm not going to sing it. And I tried to do a uh, figurative translation. Um, my Kazalit is not fluent, but it's more or less what it says is that the, the Dwarden Empire uh, was struck by disaster. The, the, the Karas Ankhor is the Dwarf Empire from also what they called it in Warmer Fantasy. And the Kazakendrum is what they call now in Age of Sigma the Age of Chaos. So when everything went to shit uh, in in Warmer Fantasy, it was the same name for the end times. Basically, same story. You know, everything goes bad, and um, it talks about the like everything's lost, the empire is destroyed, uh, the mine people. Uh, so probably the, the dispossessed. They go to Azir beside someone. Uh, like great smith lord, great god. It's not. I'm not quite sure about the translation. Could be Sigmar. I think it's Sigmar that he went. They go with Sigmar to Azir. The Cardron obviously uh, go to disguise. Uh, the Drengizar, those are the fire slayers. They go to their gold. 
their special gold, uh, the ore gold. Um, and then it says, well, the great unification of the Duardian race, that is the Duard Razal. And this is also featured in uh, the newest uh, Fire Slayer tome. They speak about that as well, uh, which is the great unification of the Duardian uh, race. And this is very, very interesting because it says when this happens, the empire will be restored. Now, the guy singing this is, we believe, uh, Grumbrindal, a famous hero from the from the Warhammer Fantasy. He also has a model and had a war scroll for Age of Sigma. He's like a, a legendary dwarf hero. Some say he's the first High King reincarnated. Some say he is the avatar of Grogni. Some say he's the son of Grogni. It's not quite clear who he is. Uh, but it's very interesting for me to see that we have, I mean, these are 10 pages of story in White Dwarf, very prominent, six issues, all about dwarves or Dwarden as they're called now. That's a lot of attention. Uh, he's singing about unifying dwarf races. Uh, that's, you know, that gets me going. That's all down my, down my uh, alley. Um, and then we have some some a little uh, snippets from the story um, because he he insists that oaths and uh, vengeance and that is very important to him. Um, and I mean the the main theme for dwarves has always been grudges. Everything's about grudges in Caradron. They all have grudges. We have uh, grudge command traits. We have uh, grudge uh, endurance works. Everything's about grudges. The fire is the same. So this is the main theme. And it seems very important to him. Um, and he also talks about Grimnir and that he he cannot like go out as Grimnir. He cannot just disappear and explode into gold, fighting on a, on a realm beast. Uh, so we think he's he's a main a main person to come back. He is. Uh, I looked this up. He is the model uh, in Warhammer, like the character that has the most models made. That's there true. are, I think, so many Grumbrindle models, obviously, because in, in White Dwarf every year you get, or you used to get like a special edition one. Uh, there's one with power armor. There's ones with, uh, he's plays blah, blah. There's one of vampire hunters. There's all different ones, but he is the single model with the most, uh, the single character with most models in the game forever. So that's, well, cool. why not have another one? Cool. Um, cool. You say that, but will it just be one? Yeah, be who knows? Could maybe they... we get three different ones. Because what he what he does also to to each traveler, to each person in need, he appears as someone different. This and he doesn't also. teleport. He does, he does not teleport. Uh, someone keeps insisting that he does. He does not. That's a lie. I don't believe him. Uh, he just vanishes. He does. He uses disguise and he disappears. <laughs> Because if that's not a teleport, then no, he's not teleporting. He's not flying high. Uh, the FAQ state he cannot fly high. So, um, um, but what is interesting uh, that this directly relates uh, to a story in the Fire Slayer book, which is not that old. It's from 2019, uh, where they also talk about rumors of Grogni. He's he's up to something. The, the god he's doing something. He he tries to reunite the Dwarden races. So I'm I'm excited. Maybe we see a Broken Realms, Rumberdal book down down the line. Not imminent. Not in the near future. Maybe Grogni. I'm not sure if he will appear because he's he's like a, a distant god. I'm not sure. If yeah. He'll a main role. 
But that um, that sub story yep. about dwarven unification has been going on for some time. Mm-hmm. So they're 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 working on it, and you know, it, it's it's got to lead to something. Maybe a new faction, like a unified dwarven faction, that could be something. I'm just not sure that a a full merger of fire slayers, mm-hmm. KO, and dispossessed uh, would be that interesting to me, honestly. I, I, I don't no. think it would be, just from yeah. just from a GW financial perspective. Yeah. Why they would they want to sell you new stuff? Well, not only they want to sell you new stuff, but why would you um, try and put everything into one tome when you can split it over three tomes and make people buy three new battle tomes? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, no. I agree. On what I'm afraid of. Pardon me. Yeah, I mean they've unified like the ogres before. They did. And the orcs. Well, they sort of did. They just put them in one tome, but they weren't really unified. You've still got the um, differences between the basic tribes and the. uh... Which is okay. I I guess we could have something like the uh, the uh, orcs had, like they had the bone splitters, the iron jaws. Now it's orc war clans. You can still play. You know, each each one independently, but I you can also make a big one. Yeah, I think that was laziness though from GW's part on the Oryx. Probably because it was just it'd be easier for them to say you've got new models for orcs if you combine both ranges into one army. Yeah. So if you were playing on pure iron jaws before, but then now you can buy bone splitter models. If you're playing bone splitters now, you can buy iron jaws and use them in your armies. I yeah, don't think I don't think I don't think will clans will stay. As uh, a book, I think they've been able to. And I think Legion, Legions of Nagash was a placeholder as well. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I don't, sure. Like, that's a, that's a battle tone that's going to disappear eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, Legions yeah, is I mean, only a matter of. It's like Nagash dying anyway. In two months, we know. Tekla's going <laughs> to kick his ass. His nerdy <laughs> ass. No, what, what I just want to finish, because I've spoken uh, about like new Broken Realms with, with other people before, and I've said, oh, I wish there was something for Warden, but. We don't have like that one person to to like unify them on the one banner because let's face it, Brock is just shit. He's stupid. He, like no, he's not gonna do it. Gotrick would be okay, but Gotrick in the Age of Sigmar narrative, he he doesn't do much. He has not much influence. They keep him around because he's everyone's favorite hero for novels. He's not a leader, but he's not a leader, and he's not the one who's gonna unite. And he he doesn't care about the others. He's like, yeah, I wanna find Felix and I wanna kick ass. But then I found, well, yeah, when they all share the story of Grumbindal, and we had him. And there's also a, um, actually, a, a Age of Sigma book series called, um, I wrote it down. Uh, where is it? It's um, great. Not finding it. What did I write? This down? It's lovely talk. Ah, the, the Eight Lamentations uh, novel series. Uh, it's from 2016 or 17, I think. Where actually, uh, Grumbendal he appears as a as a character, and he meets Grogni. Yeah. So that's also an indication that they're not the same person. Uh, and he runs around, and he also meets Gotrek, and he meets um, Gotrek's new follower, which is a dark elf lady that he runs around. And he tells her, "Yeah, I I know. I used to know a, a big dark elf lord." was friends with one we all know that is uh malarion because not snorri whitebeard the, the first hiking he was big friends with with him with malarion uh, and he swore an oath to protect his people and keep the friendship and then we all know that malakith or malarion he screwed up everything he created a big war between dwarfs and, and elves and 
Maybe Malaria is up to something again, and that's called Grumbindle back. Maybe he's coming back because uh, the so-called, what are they called, Umbranef, the Dark Elf faction, yeah, the yeah. new one. Maybe he's up to something, and uh, Grumbindle does not approve. Maybe that's why he's back. Dual box release between the Umbranef and whatever the new Dwarden yeah. faction is. I think it would be a new, a new release. Yeah, I think I think it's a new, a new faction, and I'm I'm not sure what I what I think about that because what what are they gonna do? Is it some mechanic, uh, you know, suits and steam guys? Well, we already have the steampunk aesthetic covered with Caradron. Well, they might go What's the uh, what they did with the Lumineth, like bring back the old aesthetic, but with a bang so yeah i don't want like zootopia in my dwarf army. <laughs> no, no i'm not I, saying I zootopia i'm just saying they, they might like do tradi more traditional sculpts i hope and so. more engines of war maybe i don't know engines of war or uh, another theme that i came across is uh grogny his realm that he escaped was uh shaman shaman mm -hmm. as it's called and when i read that passage it's it talks about uh, it's for the dwarves, and it's for the golem people. He mentions golems uh, that live there, so maybe we'll see some sort of you know fire golems, earth golems, mixed with with dwarven like corporations. Instead of having cow avatars, we have like fire magma golems. I don't know, could be cool. Yeah, but that's that's uh, very exciting. I don't think it's something we'll see in the near future. Maybe this year, maybe next year, but I'm. It's Six exactly. months, well, five months now, because we've obviously had the first story. For the stories, and there'll be another one or two months before we see anything, or they confirm anything, or they show us anything. But it's well, not going to happen midway through the stories, is it? It's going to happen at the end. So, well, I there's also so. there's also a theory that the Chaos Dwarfs are getting a new miniature line. Oh, Kron is because because GW, GW themselves has taken. Um, uh, all the Chaos Dwarf stuff off um, Forge World. As in, they no longer make them anymore. Yeah, they yeah. broke the mold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it would not surprise me in the near future if that's one of the new factions that actually pops through as Chaos Dwarfs, not, oh, uh, not the regular Dwarf faction. But, but why but, would... But, it's the same, but, it, but it'd be the same. It'd be the same thing like always. It comes through. It's not what everyone thinks it's going to be. Everyone thinks they're going to get Chaos Dwarfs back with Hash Heart and all that sort of stuff, and it's not. Um, and then that no, comes because through. that's Luminef. They have Hashu. They have the cows. That's them. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. That's that's them. They're cosplaying <clears throat> Chaos. Yeah, Dwarves. but it's been rumored for a while that Chaos Dwarfs were going to get a new line, and the fact that they've taken them all off Forge World is usually a good distinction, and that's usually what's going to fucking happen. So, yeah. I would expect Chaos Dwarfs probably in the next year to show up. So chaos. That's yeah. a bold statement. I well, it is, but I do I. Usually, it's they've done this many times before. So, I mean, it's usually an indication that's usually what's going to happen. Unless they literally just get rid of them. <laughs> just go, no, no more Chaos Dwarfs. Yeah, I think maybe. Which would not that be surprising, to be honest. Yeah, I don't I don't think they'd do it either. It's moneymaker. As soon as... Like, I don't know about you, but if Chaos Dwarfs did show up, I'd be in there with, like, swimwear. I'd just, straight, straight away, I'd buy all the Chaos Dwarfs. I mean, it'd be pretty know. cool. Yeah, it would. It would be pretty cool. Uh, hell cannons, Kron. Hell cannons. Hell, well, <laughs> look, look. Hell cannons were totally legal in Barrack's while hell cannons still existed. <laughs> they will be yeah. again. 
Yeah. I mean, we've seen uh, warbands, uh, Warcry warbands with Chaos Dwarfs in them. Yeah. There's yeah, the so Iron Golems, they have a dwarf running around. We yeah. have seen uh, elf, Chaos Elf worshippers in, in other, in other warbands. Yeah. Maybe. And they, they are prominent. They talk about them in the Marathi book, I think. They're yeah. forging demon engines and excavating the realm stone, whatever well, it is. Yeah, Veronite. They're mentioned in the Sons of Behemoth book too, the Chaos Dwarfs. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's this is not like something that's old. Like, it's and it seems like mm-hmm. they want to keep it in canon. So, um, yeah. Uh, they keep yeah, mentioning it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and one of the thingos, I think it was Bruno, the uh, Kraken Eater one, he runs through and gets, um, fights a, a dwarf, a Chaos Dwarf, um, like, I don't know, like Lair or whatever you call it, um, and smashes mm-hmm. up the place. So, they are, they are mentioned. They're there. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Anyway. All right. We'll Should we get into the list um, no. and the oh, tournament? Course. It's been. Who cares about tournaments? Yes. <laughs> We're almost an hour in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, right. So, we've got on screen here Patrick's list. Um, for people that uh, will watch, the, uh, listen to this on the podcast and can't see, I'll just quickly read it out. So, uh, the general is an entry master with a dirigible suit. Uh, the command trait is Great Chinkerer, and then he uh, has the Staff of Ocular Optimization because it's Barrack Zilfen, so he has to. Um, then uh, he has an Arcanite Admiral, yes, because he's awesome, uh, with the Ruler Mark artifact, uh, which is also awesome. Uh, then the battle line is two units of three Sky Wardens, uh, both with one Volagon and one Skyhook. And then a unit of six Sky Wardens, which had one Skyhook. So I'm assuming the other five are, are pistols and Sky Pikes. Is that correct, Patrick? Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then you've got 10 Thunderers with rifles, three gun haulers, um, one with the Spar Torpedo, one with the Surge Injection Endrins, an Ironclad with Great Skyhook and the Deal Breaker Battle Ram, Escort Wing Battalion, and an extra Command Point. <clears throat> Yeah, that's it. That was my 1990 points. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, Three questions for you, Patrick. Yeah, okay. Can sure. I go ahead, Lee? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So, uh, first one, congrats on putting the Admiral in there. Um, I'm I'll, actually going to. I'll actually be honest with you. I think he's the best character in our battle time. Well, you know, the more and more I talked with, with Cal Caleb, who's on the show tonight or today or whatever uh, it is. Um, I, I think I think it's a hidden gem. The Rune of Mark, how did it work for you? Uh, perfect. Did exactly what I wanted it to do. All right. So I was able to recycle. Um, I was able to recycle uh, uh, Aether Gold shares to basically double up on my Thunderers um, or allow my Ironclad to be a little bit more survivable again if I needed it to. Um, so it just because I don't know when I. To understand my army and my choices, you've got to go back to when I started playing them originally in their battle time, in their very first battle time, was, like, under the old home, we there was no chance as a KO player for you to get aggressive and play two objectives. There was no fucking chance because your army just literally couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, whereas, for me personally, the biggest changes from old tome to new tome um, was the fact that now we actually get to play in the combat phase. Yeah. 
we actually have a lot of things in our armies now that can play in the combat phase more than we ever could. Now, you could play them in the traditional sense in KO and just try and blat your way to death. But the problem with that is, is you're always playing behind on turns for objectives. Mm -hmm. So unless you absolutely annihilate your opponent in two turns, you've lost. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, that's basically how it works. So if you, don't table, if you don't nearly table your opponent by two turns, you've lost that game. I now, when I, when, I, when I go to tournaments, I never plan on playing against morons um, because, sure as shit, eventually you will come against good players with good lists, and all it takes is a little bit of summoning, and you will never get that game back. Like, you'll, you'll table your opponent, you'll go, sweet man, I tabled you, but you'll lose on mission. And then once that, because KO now, under, under this book, under the new time, don't have board presence. Because we have, I used to, I used to have like 54 models in my old KO list. Now I have 20, like 6, 27. And now that everything sits inside ships, I even have less of a board presence. Yeah. So the way that has to operate for me personally is I have to get into combat. Even if it sounds silly and you're like, KO don't get into combat, you have to build for it. There's mm -hmm. no option. Because you should, like, I, that's like, you, if you're playing against armies, like most armies aren't expecting it for a KO army to literally charge them. But nah. just with, just with no, just with the bulk mortal wounds that this army can put out, like I don't kill, I don't shoot at more crushes anymore. I charge them yeah. between the battering rams, the bombs, the, the spark torpedo. torpedoes, and then the admiral attacking. Mm -hmm. When he's like twos and twos at rerolling ones for both at neg mm -hmm. two for two, it's enough just to bop a mortal a more crusher out of con like kill it. So then your firepower goes into other stuff. So you're not just rely like you're not playing on the back foot every fucking turn. And it takes it takes heaps of people by surprise because <laughs> they just don't expect it. And so here's a question: If you plan going combat, why do the MSU units then have like two special weapons? Uh, because I needed to at least form out uh, lines, um, like for points. I don't have the points in the list to take more like more Sky Wardens. Mm -hmm. um, so at three man units, their most efficient way, in my opinion, is when you run them with guns at max max shooting. So that's why they have the volley guns and skyhooks, and they're purely there for support um, for things like the gun haulers. Because so you say you want, you want to play in the combat phase, but the only one who plays in the combat phase is the Admiral and the Skywardens, the six-man. And, and the Ironclad. And the, and the Endron Master. Yeah, yeah, okay, the bombs. Because yeah. the rest uh, happens in the charge phase. Yeah, that's right. So, because it, it activates outside of phase, especially even all the bombs and stuff, when mm -hmm. you're activating that, when you're activating those many units outside of phase, um, even armies that do go first, you can generally still fucking hurt them and cripple them. So it 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 yeah it helps like because usually the Endron Master obviously um, babysits the Ironclad. Now the reason why I run a gunstock caller with the surge injection is it still allows me to push that up pretty fast in behind the Ironclad so it gets an after save. So I don't have to, and same with the other gun haulers like. With the ability just to push out 18, it allows me to get into charges where I need to be. Yeah, that's so, interesting because we have seen that uh, injection entering uh, with Timo, I think, uh, who won the GTC back in October. Lee, he also had that on his 18, on yeah. his gun holder. Yeah, yeah. You just get people don't expect it to just move yeah. that fast without flying mm -hmm. high. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it does that just means I don't have to. Like, I'm not always sweating putting my Ironclad out of position of getting an aftersave. So it always allows it to at least get something so okay. I can put it where I need it to go. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, 
second question would be you bought an extra command point. Uh, yeah. Why the, the command point instead of the very good possibility of getting a triumph? Um, well, at 1990, well, I, my army's full of triumphs because we've all got eighth uh, gold. Yeah, so it's not a it's not a massive problem. Um, most of most of the armies I played against, I was still under points because everyone was two thousand points on the nose. Okay. Um, but the extra CP helps for the Endron Master. So the way I use my Endron Master, obviously, I spend a CP on him so he can reroll ones for saving throws in combat. Mm -hmm. um, and then I usually use him and the uh, Ironclad to sort of bunker down for the six Sky Wardens. So then they can pick their combats a little bit easier because Sky Wardens have a two-inch combat reach, not a one-inch like the uh, Riggers do. Mm -hmm. um, so it allows me to lessen the impact, like lessen if I fuck up or not even fuck up, if I, my dice just fail me. Um, it allows the Sky Wardens to only really cop like two dudes back rather than like a fuck ton more. Because the riggers have a one-inch combat reach, for them it's all or nothing, and that's why I kind of don't like them. I know the math says that they're better. I know that they say that they're better, but the problem is, is if you even if you roll slightly below average, like literally slightly, the um, the riggers are useless. They do next to fucking nothing. So like if you fail a couple of hits with a unit of riggers, it just it never it yeah. never turns out the way like. Like maths always says one thing, but then strategy and tactics dictate another thing. I'm so, I'm sold yeah. on wardens, by the way. You yeah. know, I I play Barrack Zone right now, so I'm totally sold on wardens. Well, I just I always prefer more dice. I'm always yeah. a like, and then with the ability for the extra CP and stuff like that to be able to reroll ones to hit on them anyway, it's enough with eleven attacks just to pump out what you need to do. Um, even though they're an early neg one, most of the stuff you're hitting, well, that I was hitting Sky Wardens with. Um, Neg one was enough just to clean whole sections, okay. like whole units off. Because right. you know, interesting, especially with pistols. So mm -hmm. yeah. I got one last question for you, Patrick. Yeah. Um, I noticed that in your list you don't have any Arcanauts, um, and I can see why. But was that ever an issue in your six games that you no. said, "Wow, I I need those Arcanauts. I would I would need those Arcanauts to screen or or capture back objectives or whatever. I have more bodies." Did you did you regret it? No, nah, not a little okay. bit. Or, or screen screen yourself from an alpha or something. Yeah. Um, in most of those sorts of cases, when it comes to those sorts of things, I usually use haulers and the three-man Skywarden units. So if I have to absolutely 100% protect myself, I can. Um, you, I've got that extra gun hauler there just with no um, endurance for that. So if I need to, I can. Because realistically, like I said, our imprint on the board is small. It's tiny. Um, I'm really only protecting like the Ironclad, the Admiral, and the Endred Master, and maybe six Skywardens. So I've got the rest of that list to screen if I need it. Um, but because the imp the print, like the layout of the uh, the army is so small, you don't need much to protect it. Like cool. like literally two units of three Skywardens is enough if you want to sacrifice. But I never found it a problem for the most part because you've had to be pushing you had to be hauling ass turn one to in movement to be able to sort of get to me because i never i don't know i work backwards with um ko i'm more worried about gaining board control than objectives because board control is pretty pretty essential for them so you know if you're dictating to your opponent how and where the fights are happening um yeah you don't really have to worry about because then they're reacting to you not the other way around um, but yeah, I've still got units in there if I need to sacrifice. Um, 
I didn't really have to worry too much about it. Um, but yeah, cool. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh. So yeah. So um, you mentioned about uh, the importance of getting into combat. Is obviously a lot of that the damage is is damage is coming from you know bombs and stuff. But is part of that element because fly high just gets zoned out. It, it it can be, but I'd like it. It's literally about just raking up enough um, victory points to keep to keep going because you can you can easily with KO. Like I said before, you can table people, but then lose the mission. It's super easy to do. It's not hard um, and get carried away. But it's just like like say when I was uh, when I was playing against this Lanesh player in the last round, I had a really 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 awful shooting phase. Like my first turn. I still killed a few chariots, but realistically, it wasn't it was wasn't really crash shot. I wasn't I missed with like three of my cannon shots. All my little three man sky wardens missed with everything. Um, uh, even uh, the ironclad missed with most of its shots. But I would like straight away if you do that as usually as a KO player, that's sort of game over at that stage because like then you know if they get a priority, then they win. But because I had combat built in, I still managed to delete like four or five chariots. Um, through um, through combat. So, like, the Endron Master and the Skywardens got rid of a chariot. The Ironclad by itself with the Admiral got rid of a chariot. So it was enough to give me a little bit of board space and a little bit of breathing room, whereas if I hadn't have built for that or hadn't have had anything in my list like that, I would have straight up just lost because <laughs> I would have just been, you know, that, like, that's game, that's over. So, like, having an extra... And even if I have to play against armies that are... that. Um, that are bad for me, like Nurgle and stuff like that. I've still got options to be able to do the things that I need to do in those certain circumstances. Because usually if you're playing against armies like um, Nurgle and stuff like that, that's usually not very good for KO at the best of times, especially if they've got massive Nurgle blocks. But mm. even if you just do the mortal wounds and stuff like that, it's enough to chip away that you can actually start getting rid of their neg ones to hit. And then you can sort of bail back out if you need to shoot and then punch into something else and rinse and repeat. So it's just, it's enough to just keep you in the game, basically. So you don't have such polarizing matchups, which KO often do. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think we'll probably move on to look at one of your games. So your first game against Seraphon uh, yeah. was a little bit of an unusual list because it was uh, Coach was mm-hmm. cool. um, yeah. It's one of the co-op lists. I'm not going to read it all out because I don't think we really need to um, do that for all of this, but it's basically lots of Carnosaurs and Saurus Warriors. I actually uh, really like this list. It was really, really good. Like, watching it play out was really, really good. <laughs> I even said to Mike, I was like, I really, really like this list. This list is good because it catches... Like, you look at it and it doesn't look like much until you realise that 40-man block has a two-up save and you're like, ah, shit. And then you realise that all the Scar Veterans and Odd Bloods and everything else explode on sixes and everything in the army in combat hits on twos and it moves really quick. <laughs> that, that's just the thing with Seraphon. You can just throw anything in, and it's a good yeah. list. Just, can be good. Because everything synergizes with everyone. It's just crazy. Yeah. I, still, I still remember when they released the Seraphon book, and everyone had a shit fit, especially old Seraphon players. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you, are you guys reading the same book as I am? This book is amazing. The <laughs> yeah. oh, nasty yeah. thing so, about no. Coalesced is it kind of it, 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 made me, it makes our carbines on, on our boats effectively useless because they all become damage one yeah yeah yep. so now you now you're just 
D damage one, everything. All all this damage two we have. D three even. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that's it's very tough. frustrating. It's very frustrating to fight against. I can tell you that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Nah, um yeah. Played Mike. Um he made one mistake and it cost him the game because turn one croak was not um not within just like literally by an inch out of three for lookout sir so then i literally oh. just sat back with all my long range weapons and just pumped croak turn one and killed him because he doesn't he have just... any source guard either for him does he no, no he, he doesn't. doesn't have no so i just pumped croak because i was like you're not having mortal wounds i'm not letting you do that no no thank mm -hmm. you as a ko player you just you hate mortal wounds with a passion so yeah, I killed I killed Croak turn one, and that was after that he was just like, well now I've got to fucking run at you, and I'm like, yeah you do, woo. <laughs> so yeah, so that was literally that game. Um, yeah, he charged me with his forty block into the clad. Um, didn't do a great deal against the clad, um, and then I attacked back, um, did some damage, did a, did a little bit of damage, not a great deal, and then in the following turn I shot and combated. Because up in the top right-hand corner objective, um, that's where I had uh, two gun haulers and the two three-man units on that objective. And mm -hmm. then I had my ironclad and basically the rest of my army in the bottom left. Um, in the top right, there was a uh, mystical terrain piece as well. So that allowed me to keep things alive a little bit longer. Um, but I was just, when I was in that objective, I was um, too far away for the Saurus to do anything. Um it wasn't until a uh, Carnosaur came across. Um, it managed, but it tried to do too much. It split its attack into both gun haulers and didn't do enough. <laughs> so it was like trying to do too much at once. Um, so then I just backed down to the bottom right hand corner and just shot the fuck out of it and killed it. Um, and then killed his general too um, with the shooting and combat too on the left hand side. Because um, Thunder is pumped into, into it the first turn and then between combat. And other shooting and stuff, it, it just died. So, by sort of turn two, I killed both um, both Carnosaurs, most of his Saurus and Croak. So he pretty much shook, shook hands at the end of at the end of turn two. After that, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. One question about the Thunderers. So my mm -hmm. personal experience is with ten Thunderers in a boat. They're in my personal experience, they're not worth it because their damage output is not enough for what they cost points where I value them is 20 blocks with special weapons when they're out of the boat and then they get the plus one to hit and everything. Oh, uh, yeah. But since you said you always, like, you want to fly your boat <laughs> into the enemies, you're in a crash land. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, is that like where they get more value because then in the subsequent well, combat well, phase yeah. you get an extra shot? Yeah, well, 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 they don't inside the boat. But I mean, um, like being able to, like, even still, even though the attacks aren't crash hot, like the boat combined with the uh, ironclad and the, um, uh, the thunderers. So because I've got um, repel borders, um, my attacks are actually pretty reliable on the on the to hit roll. So I'm still pumping out 18 yeah, attacks, threes. Three, four, yeah, threes and fours. So it's Off enough. The drill bill. <laughs> yep. And uh, and other things like that. That it's enough that you're still gonna you're not gonna like wipe out units, but you're still gonna chip away enough that it's just. Like, it gets pretty repetitive when you just keep fucking off and doing it every turn. So, like, most of the stuff, like, you got to be able to know what you can and cannot take on. Like, this comes, like, mm -hmm. most KO players don't play the combat phase. So, it comes down to a little bit more knowledge as far as your opponent's army goes to know what you can and can't take. Mm -hmm. um, and the averages that you're supposed to produce with most of your stuff. But it's, 
It's like I my Thunderers were there just to simply clean screens, and um, if I absolutely 100% had to, um, I'd just pump them into other characters and stuff like that. Um, and I found they were perfectly fine for that. Like 22 shots is still fucking amazing, like regardless of how you think of it. Um, but yeah, I I didn't have I didn't have a problem with my Thunderers at all that game. Plus, I I needed them because <laughs> you need to fill for the battalion. So, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah, I guess they're rerolling ones to hit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's uh, similar to how uh, Dave Kane used them. I remember when we interviewed uh, him, and he was you know charging his ironclad in with Thunderers inside, and then he was normally attacking with the Thunderers first um, yeah. for before his heroes. It depends what I was fighting against. Most of the time, if I'm charging a clad into something, it's usually something big, um, mm -hmm. because then the admiral fights, and the admiral just fucking he's he's the best. <laughs> I love that dude. I just love him so much because using his CP ability as well. I didn't need to do it over the course of the weekend, but like being able to obviously use the Zulfin ability to move and fly high, and then if someone tries to zone me out that much, but they spread out too far. I can still use his CP ability to run and shoot. So I can just jump over the back of someone's army and still fire into the middle of their list if I need to or get two important units. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, that was my game against Seraphon, uh, round one. All right. Yeah, it sounds like that was a fairly straightforward one. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> the next game uh, was against some fresh at court, uh, which was uh, Blister Skin. Um, yep. So... They they had quite a few bodies and they had flyers and horrors and things. They had quite a few sort of uh, movement tricks um, as well. Yep, so they did. Surprisingly uh, fast, probably. Yeah, he um against me he turned uh, turn one zenith um got I gave him the turn because um, I beat him on drops, but he um he went first and decided to get super aggressive and take objectives, um, not knowing um that you can't burn objectives turn one. No. So he, just, oh. he, jumped, he jumped forward trying to burn everything, trying to burn things turn one, and then I just turned around and shot him. And then when we went to the double turn as well, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So like in the – so like turn one, he came on sort of the bottom left-hand side to take that objective, and then he pumped uh, a unit of uh, flyers on the right-hand side um, right down towards that objective because they had a gun hauler and three – uh, Skywardens there, and then I had another gun hauler in the sort of the way I'm looking at it, the second uh, on your right. Um, I had another gun hauler and three Skywardens there, and then I kept a clad, the Android Master, and that in the, uh, the other side as well to sort of be reactionary if I needed to. Um, so yeah, he pumped that in, um, killed one of my gun, one of my gun haulers, um, turn one, um, because he uh, summoned a Vargulf so they could fight twice. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I uh, I turned around, shot um, three of the other uh, three of the other uh, uh, in my turn one. I shot with my twelve uh, six um, Skywardens into his uh, flares, hurt them, put a gun hauler into them, um, nearly killed them down. They only had one uh, guy left with two wounds. On the right hand side, I was just basically um, I pushed the other gun hauler and the three Skywardens, obviously still staying within objective range, to start shooting at the flares as well. And I got them down to like three or four models. And then we did a priority roll. I also jumped up um, with the ironclad and shot the living piss out of his um, uh, Terrorgeist. So yep. with three roll hits, because I spent my Aether Gold and just deleted it. And that managed me to generate 
my Aethergold back because he was the one I used for the Rune of Mark. So I read mm. the whole Ironclad and everything regenerated their things again. And then I charged into the Flyers um, with the Clad. Um, also making sure that my Gun Hauler was within range of the Clad as well. Um, so I there were six of the, uh, the, uh, the big girls um, and I deleted like two of them. Um, and then he attacked back, didn't really do anything. Um, and then we went into uh, priority, like I said, into turn two and I doubled him. Um, flew high with the um, ironclad, fucked off, jumped in behind the ghouls, killed the rest of his characters, and that was pretty much it. Like yeah. once you once you kill Fex characters, their game's over. Yeah, they don't yeah. summon because I, I suspect summoning on this on this battle plan is very uh, hard because once they start summoning, and I think I played the exact no, not scorchers. I played uh, one also with a lot of objectives against. If you see my last tournament game and I, I knew i need to kill those characters before they start summoning because if not i'm going to start lose points yeah, yeah yeah well yeah that's the advantage of feck but um mm -hmm. like especially in scorched earth but it was always like i don't know every time i play against feck it's uh, it's either you've either won or lost by turn two it doesn't matter how everything else goes but you've won or lost mm -hmm. but most of the time against feck in most games i usually don't really have a hard time against them to be honest um because like all, just about fairly all of squishy their, yeah like all their attacks are fours so like if like they, they have bulk attacks but it's still forced to hit so like their damage output is great but it's just not like it's sort of focused if that makes sense but yeah, yeah i did yeah i didn't i didn't have even when i was playing the old ko um against the current feck i didn't really have a hard time playing against them because mm -hmm. it was sort of super simple game to play basically and with zilfin in the old book they were tailor-made to take on flashy the courts yeah well, all... everyone, yeah everything was fly everything was fly so yeah yep. so it was always like yeah i still you roll once to hit yeah yeah and yeah so it's just i never i never had a problem with ko against feck and same thing with slanesh really and that's sort of never that still stayed true under the new book so that you know all right cool yeah um, so let's move on to probably one of the, uh, no, it's actually for everyone. I thought the IDK, this game was next. <laughs> the next game was Bone Splitters. Um, Drugfoot. So... Drugfoot yeah, is the one up. that ignores, uh, after saves. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct, man. The after saves and ethereal. Yeah. Which... The fire slayers nightmare. Those guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is, you know, when you're playing, if you've, if you've ever played Savage Orcs, it's like really only affects the big stabbers in the rogue idol, ignoring Ethereal, because nothing else has range. Oh. <laughs> no. so. But um, like uh, the the previous list, this, uh, they've got abilities to sort of do things out of phase. Um, yeah. So they could they have some movement tricks, or in fact, they use it for attacking and stuff. They'd. Yeah, there's a few different tricks here. So, are, are you assuming you're aware of them before? Well, Mac Ami is a regular opponent of mine. He's no. one of my mates, so I play against him a fair bit. So I know exactly what to do when I'm playing against <laughs> Splitters. Um, and uh, it's he's always on the back foot when he plays against my KO. Um, but if I get a double turn on him, it's like over, over. Like the game's really not good for him, and that's exactly what happened. So this like, is the, the like a... 28-inch uncharged flying rook idol trick. It is. is. He, um, can yeah, it, yeah. he can Yeah, he can do that. But it's just like um, he 
like he didn't uh, try and pump the rogue idol into me. He just pushed it towards objectives um, because I was just I was too far away from the rogue idol. Um, and then he got he got ahead on me turn one for objectives, but then I turned up, I killed the rogue idol. Um, I really severely hurt his arrow boys, um, one unit of arrow boys. And then I priorityed him. Like we, again, I went into a double turn, then I killed the rest of the arrow boys, the big stabbers, and severely mauled his 20-man uh, unit as well. So by the end of turn two, he had 20 arrow boys and like two characters, I think it was, at the end mm-hmm. of that. So like... After that, it's all done and done and said. After that, like you know, there's no, there's no way they sort of come back from that. So one question: Your list is free drops, uh, and you now twice in a row got a double turn from going turn one to turn two. Did Correct. you opt? Like, had, did you always have the the choice who starts the game? Um, well, I think that's one of the most important things for KO. Like, I I've always think that they should always be low drop count um, yep. because they are a firepower heavy list and you need to dictate the turns to people on how you play that game. You can't have that dictated back at you. Um, even if you try and build KO to have a lot of bodies, it still doesn't work out well. So even if you have Arcanauts and all that sort of stuff to try and absorb that, you, you still need battalions um, to keep yourself low on drop count. It was easier before under the old book because you just put everything in a boat. <laughs> so you just put it in a boat and it counts as one drop. But now it, now that everything counts as is what it is, you need those battalions to 100% to um, keep your drop count low so you can always choose the bottom of turn. Because I, I fully agree, some, yes. Yeah, for some armies, if, for some armies, if you like get that double turn, it, like, for example, the splitters um, and even the feck, if you get that double turn, um, especially it's if you're playing yeah, it is. If you're playing shooting in combat, it's over. So yeah, so uh, that's why I always that's why I always did it. Um, but yeah, I double turned both armies, and it's just like yeah, the end result is not nice. <laughs> no, hundred percent agree. You, as as KO, you 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 want to go second, like yeah. that as as a rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to be unless, able to go unless second. you can kill Texas, maybe turn one or croak. Then or croak. Then I think about it <laughs> if I want to go first or not. But you want to have the choice. Yes, I agree. That's I built. I do the same. I built my my armies the same. I want to be like three drops or less, so I can dictate. That's kind okay. of the way. That's, that's kind of upsetting though for the for the actual army though, because it means you're limited. You're extremely yeah. limited. What you can do like as far you're as banking on a double turn. You know. Well, not even not banking on a double turn, but I mean like just building in general. Like you're limited in what you can do because you're either going Iron Sky Command. Um, uh, or Asphalt Wing. And, and the, um, even the uh, Iron Sky Attack Squadron. Like, you're really or, limited. Or Double Battalion, yeah. But although we had people on the show who would advocate the opposite and go with 50 boats and, like, 20 drops <laughs> and still play a very good game. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think if you're, if you're playing high drop, okay, you're, you're playing on hard mode. Yeah. Well, you're playing screens ah, and then go that far. going so far away because you say, I don't care. Even if I need to go first, either I can delete something or I just, you know, shim up two inches and say, okay, your turn. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. uh, a lot of games, like, because even though you've built combat into the, into your list, you obviously we've just seen from the last few games that you still have enough shooting that if you get a double turn, then it can often well, be... Yeah, but, but the, oh, the idol was killed by mortal wounds. I bet. Ah, uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> idols, I, 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 idols with a five plus feel no pain. It takes a lot of shooting. 
Yeah, I, I charged it with basically all my boats in yeah, one turn, and then launched the star torpedoes and everything else. And mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and that was it. So um, that's actually a nice, a nice trick of your list. I, I, I appreciate that you can just pick out single, very defensive things and just go. Okay, I'm gonna pump mortal wounds into you, and mm -hmm. it's gone anyway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Back to the, the first game, because I don't even I remember exactly what we said. Did, so, did you outdrop the Seraphon in the first game? Yes, I did. There were yeah, four drops. And there were, you, you chose to take the first turn? No, I gave it to was, him. You gave, so, did you get the double turn in that one as well? Uh, no, actually, I didn't. No. <clears throat> uh, I didn't get the double turn in turn one. No. No, but uh, yeah, I gave him first turn. I did get hit by um, some mortal wounds from Croak, um, but it, like mm -hmm. it wasn't it, like I stayed far away, far enough away that he couldn't hit me with like bulk mortal wounds, so he could only do it um, with just like yeah. the one spell. Like, yeah, the one spell, and then that, after that, it was like it did. I think it did like two wounds to the admiral and like one wound to the um, thunderers. Yeah. Yeah, and I think maybe one more wound, and um, one or two wounds to the um, ironclad as well. But I healed the ironclad back, obviously, and yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, because he didn't have the vortex nor the uh, asteroid, so no. the range is limited on that crook. Yeah, correct. Yep. My follow-up mm -hmm. question to that is: Did he deploy badly in terms of? Like Croak not getting look at so or did he? Well, it wasn't it wasn't his deployment that was bad. It was his first turn of movement. Yeah, like literally, like he pushed his um, he pushed his uh, source out, mm -hmm. um, and everything else, mm -hmm. and then had everything sort of hidden in amongst all the source. But by pushing out that little bit too far, he then was in range for a lookout, sir. Yeah. So, and then like after after he moved, I just went, I went, uh, I just measured range from Croak to the closest source warrior, and he wasn't in range. So I was like, all right, well, here we go. <laughs> There's, there's another benefit of making your opponent go first, then is they can make they can you know deploy as carefully as they want, but once it, it gets mid turn and they start making movement, they can then start making mistakes. Well, mm -hmm. with KO, the fact that they can get anywhere in a second is usually what undoes people because they try and out screen out the back. They're so worried about all that other yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then when they and then when they do that, it kind of fucks them over. Whereas if they mm -hmm. just done whatever the fuck they wanted like if he had deployed um all of his carnosaurs like right um in front of me like in a line cast his um cogs and everything else and then use his king priest he could have charged me turn one with three carnosaurs easily yeah. uh, but he didn't and even if he did and i went well i'm gonna go first so i can kill them he could then use croak to magic me to death but he didn't do that either so mm -hmm. anyway um Okay, so coming back to because we we circled back a bit there, but coming back to the the bone splitters game, then that was on uh, focal points. So did you find like uh, you managed to get extra points from the ironclad? Uh, was that helpful? It was helpful, but it's all like I don't know when I play KO, especially on those sorts of circumstances, it's all about board control. Like if you if you do if you do enough of the damage and get yourselves into certain positions, because I was in the bot uh, in that game, I was depending on how you see it, I was sort of in the bottom left-hand corner. So the rogue idol was near objective two, and I was in the bottom left-hand corner when I deployed. So there was no way the rogue idol was going to hit me turn one. So instead, mm -hmm. the rogue idol got the movement spell and put itself within range of three and five. 
um, for objective purposes. Um, mm-hmm. And then he basically capped everything except for four, turn one. Um, and then I pumped across, flew high, um, shot the fuck out of just about like between two and four. There was a lot of um, orcs sitting there. So I pumped all my shooting into them and pretty much cleaned most of it out. Um, and then charged into um, into the rogue idol and killed it. So then sort of when I double turned him, um, the stabbers were between one and five if that makes sense. And then they had a unit of uh, bow guys there as well, and most of his characters were sort of hanging out. Um, I shot two of the characters dead. I killed the stabbers in the shooting phase. Um, and then I proceeded to charge the um, savage boys that were sort of between one, five, and two. And, um, yeah, I deleted them as well. So, um, yeah, that was, like, that was the game at that stage because all he had left was 20 um, savage orcs with bows. And two characters that couldn't buff them in the shooting phase because I killed his plus one to hit character. So mm-hmm. like, that's that was it. Is the idol's base big enough to cap two objectives for the extra points? It is. Okay. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is. Uh, that's that, 100% it is. So, yeah, it was able to cap yeah. both of them. Um, but after that turn two, I, ca- I capped uh, three, four, five, and two back. So... And then he like, and when we still had another three turns left, so it's just like, and you, all you have left is two characters and twenty savages with bows, so mm. it's, it's kind of much of the muchness at that stage. So yeah, yeah. yep, that was my game against savages. You're just like, well, everyone says KO is oh, they just throw in, shoot you off, and it's a bad play. <laughs> like all your games so far have been like two rounds, and people yeah, gave yeah. up. Nah. Yeah. Just rush well, them, just smash them. <laughs> it, but it is. It, but like KO do provide, in my opinion, they do provide a negative game play experience to play against because, like I said, everyone's like Sigmar's all about combat. That's ultimately what the game's supposed to be about, and KO don't play in that phase. But at the same time, it can also be bad for the KO player to table people and still lose because of objectives. So, like the fact that I when I when I, when I teleport in, I do try and get in there. Like I'm not, I'm not mm. fucking around doing whatever i do actually get in there and try and shoot and charge and everything else so yeah. it still mm-hmm. creates a negative play experience because like when i'm doing my combats it's basically me doing my stuff and you standing there just taking it but like, that's the thing you're shooting but they cannot attack back and that's the uh, yeah yeah it, it always it always creates damage is always better than combat damage yeah yeah it is yeah but you know usually at the flip side of that is the game is five turns flat and it is about objectives so you know, it can work and it will work in other people's favor, especially if your KO isn't designed for combat, because then you can't rack up VP that quickly. You can table people fast, but you can't rack up VP fast. Yeah, I mean there are, there are other builds where you can actually put bodies on the board for you. Yeah, but then you run the risk if you were playing against the Bone Splitters of copying twenty orcs in the middle of your army turn one, with yeah. like one hundred and twenty attacks. So that's also a problem. <laughs> Screens, that, ten Arcanaut screens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Arcanauts, Arcanauts aren't going to live up to that because then you have to deal with twenty orcs with six attacks each, and sixes generate more hits. And they hit. Yeah, no, two. no, they've run into yeah. the arcs. The arcs explode, but that's ninety points. I don't care. And next round, my the rest of my army is moving elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but well, yeah. let's get back to your your tournament. Yeah. Yeah, that was against that was against the savages. Yeah, okay. So, uh, okay. Still, uh, shout out to Matt. Was his name i think uh yeah. coming 12 with bone splitters i think well done yeah 
so we've got a question from the chat, which was sort of how much damage were you taking on your ironclad during games and were you needing to heal it a lot? Uh, not really. The only game that actually is where it sort of really had to come out pro- uh, or be problematic was when I was um, playing against uh, the Ardenathipkin. Mm-hmm. That was the only game where literally it was one heal that allowed me to um, that stopped me uh, that didn't stop me from uh, flying high. So it was literally just two. There was two wounds in it, and if um, Volturnus and uh, the, the turtle, uh, Volturnus and the turtle pretty much. Uh, well, the turtle air swung, um, and Volturnus just didn't do enough, and that was all that was in it for me to do what I needed to do then. And that was the only game where that became a massive problem. Mm-hmm. Except so, for obviously when I, except for when I played against Marathi, I lost that game because the Ironclad went. I lost a priority oh. roll. I lost the Ironclad turn two. So. So. Um, is part of the reason for that because you know when you charge in you do the battle ram and you do the spar torpedo and then you drop four lots of bombs is it just because you delete things um it's it's that and it's also positioning um mm-hmm. like you've only got a three inch pile in when you make your attacks most stuff only have a one inch combat reach mm-hmm. it's when you're basically dropping wherever the fuck you want into that scenario it's pretty easy to have damage reduction coming back at you to to the point where it's very limited um and it's not like you're only really copying if especially if you position yourself in such a way you're only really copying like four or five dudes in combat after they do their piles and their attacks so unless the unit itself is something like um a brute unit or something that's you know buffed up to the max it's like most of the damage that sort of comes back at you is pretty negligible so you don't have to worry about it too much and if you do you've still got the aether gold share there for the reroll saves if it becomes that much of a problem mm-hmm. so yeah i it's just the ability for ko with their movement you can literally like when you're doing combats you're doing them um how you want to do them essentially because of just because of you can literally turn up anywhere so you're just positioning yourself to go wherever you want to go so if there's something that is that threatening that can do that much damage, you just don't charge it um, unless you are 100% certain that you can at least either cripple it or kill it. So like taking damage isn't necessarily um, an, 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 a problem, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you can either delete the target or when it attacks back, it's attacking you back with two fists of fuck all. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. So you mentioned as well about getting a, a gun hauler up within range of the ironclad. Yep. Um, I, and I assume the one with the spar torpedo is at least charging once because it's... Yeah. Are you positioning that so that um, takes most of, you know, the enemy's pile in and protects the ironclad to an extent? Or? Well, well, the ironclad's also the most resilient unit out of the in, in the entire army. So, like... Sometimes depend like it just depends. Like if you're playing against savages, like in this mission, for example, um, I don't mind piling an ironclad in for the, the turn and it taking all the damage because you're looking at three up on rerollable saves. Mm-hmm. So it's not really again. You've when you're doing the math on it, it's pretty you know it's pretty un pretty un, you know pretty out there. So when savages are attacking you back with no range, you just you don't care. Like you're you're looking at like yeah. two wins. You're just looking at like two. The main worry is very high rend or mortal wounds, isn't it? Yeah, so. exactly. But then if you do, if you if you are going into something like that, you're going into it with everything, and then it doesn't live, and then you don't care anyway. Again, so yeah. 
Yeah. So like, it's like it's like I was saying when you're attacking the more crushers. Like if you're attacking a more crusher, you just make sure that you have enough to take out the more crusher, or use your shooting so you don't have to commit so much into the combat to then, you know, do whatever. So like if you're if you're you know if the more crushers full wounds, you then you you might fire some shots at it just to lower it down brackets and then charge it so you can mortal wound it out. So mm-hmm. you like KO just have the tools to do so much. So you know, it just it depends on. The, the decision making at the time that's all so yeah okay so does anyone have any any other questions or follow-ups on that before we move on to the the Ardenic deep king game i'm good no. yeah i'm interested in the next one. Oh yeah me yeah too. the next two games are probably so the some of the more interesting ones um so game four it's uh, against Ardenic deep king mm. with lots of eels um and so many eels Oh, well because of broken rails. So, two up save eels. Yeah, that was fun. That was super fun. <laughs> two two up unrendable. Yeah, <laughs> super super fun. Yeah. So, I mean, what was your before we actually go into detail? But what what was your thought when you you saw the list? Like, were you confident or? Were um, you... Well, again, Luke McFadden is a regular opponent of mine, mm-hmm. so he's a mate. Um, uh, and I've played against his. I played against Ardeneth a fair few times with KO. Um, it de- most of the time it depends on mission. Um, like if I we were actually scheduled to play round two in Scorched Earth, and I was like, cool, I just lost the tournament. Uh, <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to pump through what I need to do to play it in Scorched Earth. But then there was a fuck up with the round draw, so I had to redraw it. So that's when I got the feck instead, and I was like, oh, that's a uh, that's a bit better than that. Much uh, easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing it in um in total commitment, um, it's it wasn't really like playing against Ardeneth. If they don't shut, I find if they don't shut Ko down early, Ko get to do what they want, and then that causes them so many problems. Um, so in this sort of mission, um, he sort of sat there in camp turn one, and then spread out the Aether wings. Um, I shot the Aether wings and killed them. Um. And then got to shoot some more shots into the Alapex because it moved up a little bit further. Um, the um, I did it like early, like in the first turn. I think I did maybe like one or two wounds as well to Ishland Guard just with like long range shooting. Um, and then all I did was make sure my Ironclad was slightly in range of the Leviathan and Volturnus. Um, and then he. Uh, and but made sure I was like twenty nine inches away from, or even I think it was thirty inches away from his uh, stabby eels. So oh. if he wanted to put, move, move and charge turn two, um, it was going to be a long charge. Um, he he got the he got the priority into turn two and he committed, um, failed um, charges with the stabby eels because I was just too far away. Um, pumped into the ironclad with the turtle and Volturnus. And one unit of Ishalan Guard. Um, he failed. He did his um, did some mortal wounds from the turtle on that into the Thunderers and the Clad and the character uh, into my uh, Admiral. Um, attacked the Clad with the turtle, and that turtle just missed. Like <laughs> it either missed or didn't wounded, and then attacked with Volturnus. Um, but I passed my saves as well. Um, and then I turned around and killed Volturnus in that turn. And he was my Runa Mark character. So I got my Aether Bolt back. 
So I got my Aether Gold back, and then I literally um, healed as well because the Endron Master was in base with the Clad. So the Ishulan Guard went into the Endron Master. He spent a CP so he could reroll ones for saving throws. Um, the Clad used its share so I could reroll saves so I didn't get fucking annihilated. Um, which yep. was one, one of the lasting catalysts that actually saved me against Volturnus. And then when I healed back, I healed enough wounds that I was still able to fly high. Um, and mm-hmm. I had the after. So I used my hero phase um, Zulfin move as a reactionary step, not an aggressive one. Because I told mm-hmm. him at the start I can use my Zul- I'll use my Zulfin move hero phase and then move, shoot, and charge. So that sort of that's why he camped turn one. He didn't mm-hmm. want to come out at me because if he did, I was going to shoot him behind him and you know start hurting all of his stabby eels. So he's sort of playing very defensive there. Um, and then I had two gun haulers and two units of three um, wardens down the bottom left um, objective. Um, and then up on sort of top right, I had my clad and the rest of my list um, sitting there as well. But yeah, that's basically what that game came down to. It was one combat phase. Um, he didn't because I turned around in the following turn. Um, I killed five of the stabby eels out of the six-man block. I killed his turtle because I pumped it full of mortal wounds and then killed it with the Admiral. Um, and then I um, uh, went across and um, started... The bottom of the start of turn four, all he had left was um, two units of three stabby eels and a shark. And that was it. Because I just... All I, all I did try and do was lure him away because I just find when you play against Ardeneth... If they don't put the pressure on your turn two, the Ardeneth player usually is not in a good spot, especially if they don't have lots of sharks and um, turtles to shoot. So You said that uh, turn one, he basically stayed put. I didn't um, stay put. I got in no, range. He, he stayed yeah, put. He did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So do you feel like, because the way you described the game, I feel like if your opponent would have been able to, you know, be more aggressive turn one, and you said that he didn't want the ships to drop uh, in his territory, yep. but if you would have left like three Ishland guards deep or back, actually, yep. that could have been prevented. And by moving his army, you know, forward, uh, well, he, he's only got nine Ishland guard. That was one of the things I told him about. I said when I was speaking to him, uh, Luke, I was like, I think still. you need more Ishland guard because even though, like. You can't. He could push out. He could move across, but then well, I do the opposite and I bunker down and just keep and keep shooting. So like, if if he moves out a little bit further, then I just retreat back slightly. Mm-hmm. I don't mind giving him the objective because again, I'm playing for board control. So mm-hmm. even if his plan is to then go turn two and just push into my objectives and grab them, that's fine because then my turn two, I start wiping out half his army because I'm going to start pushing the things. And because yeah. my army's for combat, I can do both mortal wounds to Ishland Guard if I absolutely have, 100% have to. Yeah, I just feel like if you would have been more aggressive, because uh, I, I also uh, play a lot against uh, Deepkin, and usually when they play KO, they, they push forward, they, they cover as much board as possible, they use their, their Ishland Guards to really, if, if they allow me to settle down in one spot, they put those eels to at least, well, they're going to Waste his firepower in three eels, um, yeah. and then second turn run and charge. Usually, they can cover pretty much wherever they want to go. I know this scenario particularly because of, of the deep territory uh, comes to your advantage, but yeah. uh, in in a standard like deployment game where it's longboard edge, um, 
I feel like it's a tough matchup if, even if uh, you let your opponent go first uh, to catch up because of those eels, if, if they can place those eels strategically to deny you uh, those landing zones or to force to shoot them. And I, I noticed that your opponent didn't have the, the Cloud of Midnight as well. No, because which, he only had multi. Yeah, which to me is, mm. is a big artifact to have yeah. for 100%. deep game. I agree. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Sounds yeah, good. it's just, well, in this mission, because of the way the deployment works, like yeah. if it was, yeah, you're right. If it wasn't in long board edges, it is harder. That's why I said if I was going to play him in Kong, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Scorch Earth, I was fucked because I was like, I can't play against the army and the I mission. Agree. But because it was total commitment, I was like, well, I can actually play to this now. So that's, that's what happened. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I agree that in that case, both not having the Club of Midnight and the battle plan play in your favor tremendously. Yeah, they do. 100%. I agree. That's why I was like, when I played him in total commitment, I'm like, this is a lot better. <laughs> oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. <laughs> so, yeah. This is, yeah. This is winnable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I managed to get this down. Playing the battle plans are good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so, you you, you yeah. beat an elf. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was um, game four. four? Yeah. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So yeah. uh, the other thing about uh, the the IDK is, were you sort of relieved? that he didn't have, you know, the hero to have. I mean, obviously in total commitment that you can't have reserves anyway, but, again, it can, it, it depends. Like even like if you have that soul scribe with midnight or the, um, or whatever with soul mid cloud and midnight for that matter, you've, you've just got a, because my army plays in the combat phase as well as the shooting phase. Like if I have to, I do delete Ishland guard out through bulk mortal wounds. Um, it just comes down to it really comes down to placement. Um, if you put the character out the front, obviously, I'm not gonna try and go there, I'll fly high somewhere else and try and ping away at afar. A um, because KO have such good movement. If you're playing that defensively as a Idonith Deepkin player to the point where the out of midnight character is out of front and the army sort of behind, so you can't shoot it or whatever, it's um. Then it's okay for me because the t game turns like like it's like like I find with Idonith, if they don't shut KO down early, it gets worse and worse and worse for them. Yeah, they need to shut them down early. If they don't, it's, they're in so much fucking trouble. So if you're playing that defensively with a Cloud of Midnight character or your army in general because you don't want me to shoot you, um, then that's fine because you're you're still allowing me to like because most of those models are only on like thirty twos it's pretty easy to still dodge around with a fly high to get into an angle where you don't have to cop the cloud of midnight to the face. Mm -hmm. So you can still fire. It might be against two up unrendable eels, but it's still, it's something. And then that allows you to chip. And as long as you keep chipping away at an Idnith, at an Idnith army, it's harder when they have 12 Ishland guard, obviously, but that's where combat comes into effect because if they're playing that defensively, you just fly high right next to them, push up and then start charging all their stabby eels. So then the stabby eels don't do anything because mm -hmm. I, I, me personally nowadays, I actually don't really rate stabby eels. I prefer sharks, but just for mm -hmm. that sheer fact of just being able to stop them from doing anything. And sharks now are so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, sharks <laughs> in Ishland, I think, are better than that. Right yeah. now, I think sharks in Ishland are better than uh, stabby eels for sure. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I told I told Luke too. I said I think you, I mean, I think you need to start taking sharks because yeah. I'd have to start contemplating your shooting phase too, which is not going to make me happy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if, if you it it depends on the it depends on mission really more than anything because there's ways of playing around it and there's also ways of them um, upsetting you as well. But it really because KO now have the movement to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. It also causes Ideneth players a lot of trouble too. So, but mission for me against Ideneth is the big thing. If I, like, like I said, if I played it in Scorched Earth, I was fucked. If I played it in um, uh, Knife to the Heart, I was in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it just depends. It's so like, there's a lot of varying degrees and factors for that I find against Ideneth players. So, yeah. Cool. Thanks. Okay. Hey guys, I'm going to have to go. So take care of the kids and the wife. So uh, it's, uh, it's dinner time in uh, in, in Quebec, so uh, thanks again uh, for coming, Patrick. It's been a it's been a blast to, to talk to you. Hope to see hope, hope to do at a uh, soon again. Okay, well, and, uh, bye, Lee. Bye, Max. Bye, All right. Take care, guys. See ya. See ya. Okay, so. Uh, let's move on to uh, game five. Yeah. Which uh, this mm. so this is the game because you, you went five one. Yeah. This is the game that you you lost. And it is a list. This is the list that actually went on to win the tournament as well. So if yeah. you're going to lose, you know, losing against the person that wins the tournament is uh, the way to do it. Um, it's also a list that's got a lot of oh. recently. This is yeah. a nasty list. I've 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 I tried this against my friends. My God, there's a lot of like there's list tech in here. Just the amount of teleports this thing does, mm-hmm. and then it shoots twice, and then they reroll once to hit, and then they the sister slaughter. You oh, can't keep them okay. Around. The mirror dance swap out the two Morafis burning head for reroll ones and. The Bloodstalkers shoot like five times per turn. Yes, so um, Lorchen teleports Marathi forwards. Marathi only takes five, yeah. only takes three wounds, and they swap them around. Then the the shooting snakes they teleported up, they shoot twice with Marathi, and yeah, it's yeah. the Slicer Slaughter just retreat and then pile in because six inch pile in. Why not? It's yep. Shadow Stalkers teleport everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. nasty. So, so my... how many turns did you play against this? Uh, four. four. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. Deal with it. My, <laughs> <laughs> my question is, um, did you know like all the tricks? Because obviously people know about this now, but mm. last weekend they didn't. So is it possibly easy for someone to go, oh, I know how that list works, because you know, they just spent last week reading about it. Um, did no. you know what you were yeah, well, I did. The only one I didn't know about was the stats on the Canine Shadow Stalkers. I didn't know them, but that was sort of neither here nor there. What happened in this game is I made a mistake. I made a mistake and it hurt my feelings because it was such a stupid fucking mistake. And it, <laughs> I, was like, I was so angry with myself when I did it too. Um, I didn't move my Ironclad before I did Fly High. I didn't move my Ironclad and my um, Bubble Boys, and it really upset me because it stopped me firing my other cannons and my hooks and stuff into um, the Shadow Stalkers. I wouldn't have wiped them out, but it meant I wouldn't have been taking another, like, eight shots per shooting bit from the, from the Seekers. 
So I don't, it would have, it was like this game also came down to a priority too, which is, you know, one of those things. Cause if I, if I won the priority role, which I didn't going into turn two, um, I could have ironclad still would have been like fully fine. It wouldn't have been as fucked. I did cop a Marathi into the ironclad, um, which hurt. Um, but I still would have had my clad still left alive. So it meant, meant it just meant there was more stuff he would have had to do to deal with the clad and everything else. So it's another turn or, or another CP shooting phase or whatever to deal with it. Because in my turn one, I killed six blood stalkers, all of most of his um, sisters of slaughter. Uh, I crippled a unit of the canine shadow stalkers and um, really, and, slightly hurt another unit of shadow stalkers and that was that was my my turn one so mm. he had a he had a terrain piece that was perfectly positioned on his board to block out um like firing lines so just where the objective was sort of slightly to the left and in the middle there was like this big rock piece that could just block line of sight uh no up sort of up near the objective but sort of in your deployment zone like okay. to the to the left, to the left, like right, right there, sort of, yeah, like right, oh. yeah. But it just goes across, like across towards the board edge, and I was like, oh, yeah. sweet, yeah, yeah. So that that kind of sucked. Just, mm. But um, everything else, uh, yeah, I like even going into turn two and then into turn three, I still had a big chance, um, because for some reason he wasn't putting models around the objective. And so I was like, there was still a way for me to actually win the game. And even in turn four, I was like, it's a high, like it, it's a big thing. I only had two gun, uh, gun haulers left turn four, but I was like, if I kill those sisters of slaughter this turn, and then I go into um, a double, I said, I can still win this. Um, I killed the sisters, uh, went for the priority and failed again. And I was like, fuck. Mm. So I didn't get a single priority roll the whole game. Um, yeah. Cause he only had, I think like, four or five of the uh, um, bow sisters near the objective. And I was like, cool, I'll rock up, I'll shoot them, I'll charge them. And if I can do enough damage there, there's a chance for me to at least win that game. But it didn't happen. And I was like, ah, fuck. (laughs) So that that was it. But, I mean, as far as things go, like, um, yeah, it it just was. I mean, the whole army is neg one to hit and shooting as well. It's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. So, mm-hmm. like, using the um, the Grunstock Escort Wing to be able to pick the proper targets too is very helpful. So, at least I get reroll ones there. Um, <laughs> and most of the time when I had my Aether Gold, I was using it for, like, reroll hits. Um, so, I could just, like, literally shoot stuff. But my um, most of that damage I did turn one would, believe it or not, was in combat <laughs> um, against the sisters. So, um, yeah, because I just... Everything was missing. Nothing was hitting. And, yeah, it was uh, a little upsetting. But anyway... Did you manage so, to kill Morathy? Uh, I got it down to three wounds. Ah, uh, yeah. So I only got it down to three wounds, but yeah, he all he had left at um, that turn was Morathy. Um, uh, he's um, Medusa and six bow sisters and one unit of four shadow stalkers. Hmm. Uh, they wow. they tell. After turn one, they teleported into the corner, so I didn't. I, I didn't worry, worry about it because then after turn two, they teleported onto my objective. Uh, sorry, yeah, they did turn two, and then I came in and um, killed them. So I got my objective back, so I didn't lose turn three. But yeah, it was it was a very close. It was a close game. So even till till turn four, I was 
still in, a, in with a shot, even if it was ridiculously not my favourite. I was still there was still a chance. So, but oh well. Mm. What is this? Almost like they made their moves too early because it gave you a chance to recover before the you know the win criteria come into effect. Yeah, yeah. Well, it did, but like um, because my gun haulers. Um, were still fairly close to my and my um, uh, and my Skywarden shooting units were still fairly close to my objective. So all it took for me was to just literally um, turbo boost back to that objective and then charge and kill the Shadow Stalkers that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was the game. So yeah, like I said, I said to Corey um, during that game as well. I said, look, this is probably going to come down to a priority roll. And he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of this knife to the heart thing. I'm not it's either. Just... I really, I really fucking hate the mission, uh, just yeah. because it's not really a mission to play. If that makes sense, you're either your army's either yeah. super strong and you can just bowl over your opponent, or you're busy trying to play the gotcha. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, oh, your objective gotcha, I win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played this against the shoot cast one drop. And it was, uh, as you said, who gets priority from one to two? I said, uh, I want it. Okay, I move a gun holder onto your objective. Yeah. I won. Game over. Yeah. Well, After yeah. like 15 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. a stupid game. Because then I, I would have got um, two Skywarden units and the gun, all three of my gun haulers. Um, I would have charged into his, uh, his block of both sisters and just deleted what was left because there was only like. 12 at left at that stage so that you know i didn't get the priority so it didn't happen <laughs> so and um, and what did you do with uh the big the big morafi did you like ignore her or throw her something to slow her down like here you know on this gun holder and for two turns or um no well i can't really all you can do is with morafi is just chip her like I can't really because she does so much damage. You can't really afford to feed her anything because she just mm. does. She's even when she doesn't bracket well. It's not like you do three wounds to her and then she brackets. It's like three wounds and then the next turn she'll bracket because yeah. even then it doesn't bracket that well. So like even Marathi at her lowest still pumps out. I think like five or four attacks at threes and threes at neg two for three. So like that's mm. her at her lowest when she's at her weakest and she still carves people up. So like the best you can do is just keep chipping and try and make sure that Marathi only engages one target at a time. So you're okay. trying to reduce her and then like, cause we're KO and we can shoot. We are lucky in that aspect, but we don't have large mobs of units. Like we're not like goblins or anything where you can just throw one of those and then she'll have to deal with that for two or three turns. It's like you, you've, yeah, she's, a really good counter to a lot of our stuff because <laughs> she only chips. Yeah. She I mean, what you want is a navigator to have half her move. Yeah. Basically. That's, yeah, that's the only sort of aspect you can do to deal with Marathi. Yeah. Because... Like Archeon. Either you delete him or you just slow him down and kite him. Yeah. 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 Marathi is just do minimum. You just need to put that minimum damage on. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Yeah. You can, you can shoot the big one. So the, because if you shoot the small one, she gets look out, sir, but the big one doesn't, I guess. Well, yeah. she's, also- she's a monster, yeah, the and she's one. a flyer. So yeah, shoot, the, shoot a-, a couple of shots in a big one, and then I'd say just throw a gun hauler at the big one every turn. Like just shoot, shoot, shoot one gun hauler at a, at the big one should be enough. Yeah. Well, she uh, the little ones uh, under Calibron's neg three to hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. With lookout, sir, and well, yeah, look at well, that's without lookout, sir. She's neg one to hit stock, um, and then she's got Calibron, so she's neg two, and then when she's yeah. got lookout. Oh, hang on, no, sorry, you're right, neg three. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, neg three. Yeah, neg one, neg mm -hmm. two. Yeah, lookout, yeah. sir, and then you just you just, you, you, you can't hit her. You just can't. No, no you can't. <laughs> yeah, you have to shoot the big one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but we'll see what happens with Doc under the new battle time. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't. That list to me isn't long for this world. Yeah, I think the the shadow stalkers they are super good for what uh, they do. Hundred points, both wounds, teleport every turn. They're not. They are, yeah. <laughs> it's from like what I've are. heard, Calibron is Calibron's changing quite a bit from what I've heard. Yeah. Well, I don't. Um, I reckon battle time will change massively. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because I I've never seen Daughters of Cain as this army that can take a lot of damage. I've always seen it as this army that can dish a lot of damage, yep. like a glass cannon like Slanesh. Classic glass cannon, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, so the fact that when you have things like Hagnar and stuff and big box of daughters running up mm -hmm. the board, it never felt very daughter of daughtery of Cain to me. So we'll see what happens with them. Yeah. Well, you know, in the game, the naked people are always the most resilient. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, yeah. Fire Slayers, daughters. Fire Slayers, yeah. daughters. It's all the same. Yeah. yeah. Well, not the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was against Corey. So yeah. I'll, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I bet the the scenario is just. I mean, it could have been in your favor because you could have like with two gunners still won it. But yeah. on your way, I'm I'm not a big fan of this scenario in in tournaments, to be honest. I mean, most most people aren't. But the guy, uh, someone who's running the event, is like, nah, it's perfect. It uh, you know, it really <laughs> breaks up the pack. And I was like, you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, did you know the battle plans before the tournament? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he released he released all five missions before in the players pack, so it was all there. Okay. Before and, list submission. Yeah, before list submission. Uh no, yeah, before list submission. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, right. Let's move on to the last game then, which was against Slanesh. Um, so. It's essentially all the chariots, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah max, max chariots, man. As many chariots as you can squeeze in, um, in a Godseeker's host list. So, I mean, did you have any thoughts of that? You know, when you saw the list and you knew what you were playing against? Less, less bodies than you brought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was less bodies than I brought. Nine, nine, nine units. Yep. Nine more. Um, it, it, Slanesh always struggle against KO um, just because... Um, especially now, just because obviously um, you can you've got a lot of non-interactive ways of just hurting Slanesh um, mm. with shooting stuff, and they just don't really have any counters for it. Um, if it comes down to a, a double turn, like if you're KO and you're playing at the bottom and you get a double turn against them, you'll just you'll ruin them. Um, yep. They just they can't afford to take any of it. So as soon as it, as soon as it, it just comes it just comes down to that. Um, most of the time, it's a pretty easy matchup. This game was a lot harder than it absolutely had to be because my turn one uh, shooting was so bad. I think I only killed like two chariots with all of my shooting. So then I had to do combat and then I managed to kill the other two chariots. So like sort of like so, bottom, left, bottom left hand side, I managed to at least. So sort of what were out. your main targets? Like the normal chariots or did you go for it, heroes? It's, it's literally um, creating board space. So like you just pick like a, a section of the board and then you clear that section out. Um, mm -hmm. So like I aimed for like the bottom left 
because um, he made his priority objective. Um, if you're looking at it on the screen, the blue bottom left hand one, because he was the blue and I was the red essentially. Um, um, he picked that as his main objective, so that's obviously the one I went for. Um, I can't play to all objectives, so I don't. Um, I'm just trying to create board space and table space, so I don't get charged by chariots. So that was that's literally the whole entire goal. Um, he had a fair few chariots down there. I took the bottom two um objective so i managed to get four points but i still i didn't kill enough because my shooting phase did fucking nothing almost that i still got charged by a chariot um a couple of chariots but uh, the thing that brought me back was then he rolled his impacts and rolled mm-hmm. a fuck ton of ones mm-hmm. <laughs> like an absolute shit ton of ones and that was literally what brought me back i was like fuck man if i lose against lanesh with ko i'll never hear the end of it um, <laughs> So when he did his impacts into me, he rolled a fuck ton of ones and didn't do enough. Um, I did my bombing runs and off the ironclad managed to kill uh, a really hurt chariot. And then in the following combat phase, I killed the character chariot. Then I got my um, I got my turn. I killed some more. I killed the keeper. Um, I killed some demonettes, and then we rolled into a priority, and I won it into turn two into turn three. Double. Mm-hmm. Yeah, deadly. He only had two chariots left at the end of that stage, so that was that was the game. Um, did he summon anything? Yeah, thirty demonets. Uh, twenty demonets. Okay. They, made, they each su- uh, summoned twenty demonets to charge um, my gun haulers, um, sort of down to the bottom central objective. Um, and uh, yeah, he managed to kill the gun hauler, but then I turned around and crippled the demonet unit. So hmm. between bombing, because they're just you know five up saves with nothing, so. I just tacked them back and did a fair bit of damage. So, yeah. And that was that's basically the game. He was running around trying to capture object- objectives early, um, and I was just trying to shoot him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That was it. Okay. So- oh, cool. That one was relatively. And you cute. came second overall, which is which is which. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I um. I congrats. Even in the games, even when I lost against Corey, I was still getting my secondaries. So when we mm-hmm. when when we did the tournament, obviously we had the main main force of objective, but then we use um uh what do they call them auxiliaries uh, auxiliaries as like secondary objectives to try and get. So even when I played against Corey and lost, I still managed to get my auxiliaries. So that was pretty good. So that added up to my total score. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so that was did you manage yeah. pretty much all of your games or sorry? Did you manage to get them in pretty much all of the games? Uh, one I didn't manage to, but oh. that's because of the army and the, uh, the actual auxiliary. I got uh, the mass panic one, and that was against um, the feck. Right. Oh yeah, which you're not you're not really gonna do against um, the death. Yeah, bravery no. ten. Bravery ten, and they're like five man units. It's like or six man units. It's like it's pretty fucking impossible to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that was it. Yeah. Okay. So. I mean, I get the impression for like most of your games, like I think you sort of said it in in the, this last game, like articulated the best way. Where you carve out an area of space, yeah, that's yours, and then move on to the next one. Yep. Uh, how do you think you would have fared if you'd come up against more teleporting? Um, well, that just well again depends what kind of teleporting and how, because if it if it teleports, then I take the first turn because it was, well, it was exactly what I did against Corey. I just, when, when he had a lot of teleporting, 
I was still able to shut out mo- most of it from like actually being able to be used efficiently. Mm-hmm. So I like when I when someone has that much teleporting, and it depends on the list. Like there's a lot of circumstances that go into that. So like if their army is lots of teleporting, but it's all combat and there's no way to reroll charges and stuff, you don't really mind so much because you still get to you're not being pressured from the teleporting, if that makes sense. Um, and you're still relying at the bottom of turn to, um, you know, you, you still got the chance for the double and everything else. So there's that option there as well. But it just, it literally depends. If it's playing against something like Seraphon um, with their teleporting with skinks and stuff, it's, it's not easy because you have to, you've still got to be able to, like you can put the damage on, but it's whether or not you can deal with the threats you need to deal with and still have enough to play two objectives is the problem um, because Seraphon do so many mortal wounds. Mm. Um, but it's, that's just, um, it, it literally, it, it like mission makes up so much of that as well. So like you, you got to know like what, when in the mission that you're playing in, how to best sort of reduce all that shit that can come at you. But like, yeah, there's like, there's a lot of things that can go into just like teleporting like if it can beat you or, or what can it do? It's just like it. It just depends on a lot of other aspects as well when you're playing. I find so. Yeah. It's, yeah. So after your experience in this tournament, is there anything you'd want to change in your list? Um, not really. But I mean, I've got lots of other KO lists I want to play as well. So like, I've got the standard twenty thunders on foot um, with max specials. Um, except for in that list, I take a soul screen bridge chemist rather than a thingo. So I don't have to pay another 400 and, uh, you know, 80 points to get him around the board um, because, you know, mm-hmm. that army plays a bit differently. But that army is more designed to play against armies that are fast and hard hitting um, because, obviously, you walk into the fucking 20-man block, it's got re-rollable saves, it's neg two to hit in combat, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's just... I've got, I've, I've got multiple different lists, even things like just mass Arcanauts inside frigates um, for the... <laughs> Squadron. Oh, yeah. Lee loves you. Lee, Lee, Lee's gonna love you there. Yeah. 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 So I've I've got that list as well that I want to try out as well. Um, and they're all under different um, under different uh, ports as well. So okay. It, yeah. Yeah. I just like that list did what it uh, what I needed it to do, and then they'll you know every other list. It just like 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 I said, it just depends on matchup and mission sometimes and what you play and how when you play it. So, yeah. So the the other lists that you want to try out, um, are you thinking of those being more just you know for one list, or you know something that you'll try out competitively? It can it can change based on the meta. <laughs> so as as you might be well aware, Australia is well known for its like fucked meta where everything's all over the place <laughs> and, and no one's doing uh, what they what you want them to do. Um, but it it literally depends on um, on meta, like if every if everything's still going mass shooting, you're not going to take the twenty thunderers on foot with chemists because you know you're just going to lose your chemists and your effectiveness and all that sort of stuff. And it's going to be a lot of points for not a lot. So it well, just it's not doing anything. So no, that's right. So it just it just uh, it depends on the meta that everyone's playing in. You know, if everyone just keeps going like shooting, then yeah, you stick you stick with the with old and reliable. But if um if everyone switches to other stuff, which I dare say will happen, because even though like metas, even though some armies aren't that great or whatever, 
people will pick them just because they like them. Mm-hmm. And I dare say, mm-hmm. in in uh, Queensland, in Australia, where I'm where I am, um, every like every, I know a lot of players who have Slanesh armies. So I'm not going to be surprised when the Slanesh book drops that everyone just jumps on that wagon. So then okay. I might be then I might be overrun with Slanesh armies. Which in case then that in that case I might I'll probably end up going playing the Thunderer block. So it just it just depends on that stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Hmm. So, any any tournaments planned for the future? Well, we've got Brizhammer. Yeah, we'll... Brizhammer. Uh, yeah, Brizhammer's on. All right. We got four tournaments uh, in Queensland, at least. Um, plus, it looks like <sighs> we're actually it's a it's a world where there's less COVID. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, we didn't um, we didn't think there was going to be that much after um, GoldCon, but the Brizhammer boys have put up their hand and they're running uh, four like Brizhammer events, but they're only semi-small, so they're only going to be about thirty-two players or something like that. Oh, yeah. cool. Are they one days or two days? <laughs> two days. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then ah. we've got, and then we've also got um, Toowoomba Open as well. Um, the guys from the Foul Charge podcast, they always do good events and they're going to run another one as well. So we've got that event that's coming up as well. Then we've got Gabe's Runax team event. Yeah, okay, stop. <laughs> I'm going to have to I can't in. play a game for, for half a year and he's going to five tournaments in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might have Seriously. to go to some of these. Yeah. 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 So it's no, just, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I so wish. we've got a few events coming up. So that's pretty good. No, we won't have any tournaments until summer. Minimal. And when's summer? Summer is in June, July, when summer is supposed to be. That's, that's not summer. That's <laughs> winter. I don't know when, when your upside down world has summer, but <laughs> summer months that. are June, July. It's We're in season. summer right now. It's like yeah. it gets to 40 degrees out there. <laughs> we just have the winter FAQ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they said winter FAQ, I was like, that's not winter. You guys are lying. <laughs> No, 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 that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but, okay, so yeah, thank you very much for coming on, Pat. Um, yeah. Hopefully, it's... our viewers got some like uh, some 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 cool tips from from that all that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like I like the idea of like the masked multiple wound output from boats. <laughs> Just. I'll try uh, the the Brock Nar list tomorrow that we talked about with Kyle, just in a oh. TTS game. Just alpha charge, everyone does mortal wounds mm. with cogs. Uh, but I think yeah, it's a nice it's a nice touch. Mataram with Skyhook, yeah. Well, yeah. Snow. Yeah, yeah, we had we had a lot of snow here as well last week. I read a uh, I read a uh, paper like a newspaper line that was just um, a dude got arrested. Because he used a flamethrower to clear the snow out of his driveway, and he was, he was caught yelling and screaming, going, "I'm sick and tired of all this white bullshit." I <laughs> tried to clean out his thing. It was in Canada, and I was like, "That is just the best thing ever." That's all, I, I picture that's what it's like. Because when I see snow, I get really, really excited about it. Because I'm like, "Oh, this is fucking something I've never seen before." But I suppose if you were there living it all the time, you'd fucking get over it pretty quickly. Oh yeah. The, the snow is nice. The the annoying thing is getting around in your car because everything's blocked and like parking spaces ever... are, are cramped because the they move the snow on the side of the road so you can't park there anymore. And then the most annoying thing is when it starts melting and you have this wet 
snow water mix. Oh, I hate it. It's everywhere. <laughs> Mass it's sludge. Like, yeah, it's like a sludge stuff. And then it, it in the night it freezes and it's all ice and you trip <laughs> and fall in. Yeah. Yeah. But when it's like first snow and it's cold and yeah, you're skiing. Just your problems. Yeah. Yeah, it's like northern problems. Yeah. I uh, guess. Uh, I mean, Adeptus has gone now, so he would be able to... <laughs> He'd be uh, laughing at us. Yeah. Uh, he lives, lives in an igloo. Yeah, yeah. minus degrees. <laughs> That's warm, isn't it? Right? Something yeah. like that. But I'd imagine it's different there because they're prepared for it, but when it happens in England, so it's like the world's just ended, which, I mean, they know the world last <laughs> you anyway. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just like everything just goes nuts because we're not prepared for it. Well, so, I, last time I went to England, I was over there in the summer, and then everybody was losing their minds because the sun was out, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> but that's the thing with British. Like, when the sun comes out, it does measure the temperature. When the sun comes out, yeah, it's shorts. Everybody is in the park. Because the sun is out, it's shorts. Oh, it's minus 10. It doesn't matter. The sun is out, they need to wear shorts. <laughs> that's your Brits. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then we complain about the heat when it's like 25 degrees. But... Yeah, and then you get sunburned. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think we covered everything. I don't think I've got any more questions for Pat. Have you got? No. No? no. Uh, we'll, we'll hope to uh, have you back after the next tournament win. Yes. Yeah. You, you go and uh, do well at another tournament or, you know, if there's something you want to come on and chat to us about, uh, Pat, then we be good to have you on again. Um, in terms of the next show, I think possibly that's going to be on custom skyports. Um, Bye, yeah. Jazz Baz, get excited! Yeah, one thing I want to call out: um, if you are interested in sort of mm. how all the Dwarden races interact with each other, then go check out Two Plus Tough. Doug, because uh, he did a video uh, about how they all see each other recently, which is pretty cool. Oh. Uh, probably makes it sound like they oh. wouldn't get. So, um, yeah, but you know, um, I found it. I found it good. So yeah, go check that out. Um, if you like the show, please hit like. Um, make sure you hit subscribe as well. Um, hit that bell icon so you get notified of videos. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for watching, everyone, and thank you. Pat, uh, Max, Cron, and Adeptus for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thanks, everyone.